the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Welcome to The Art of Significance with your host, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times bestselling author, university professor, gold record songwriter, and award-winning athlete, Dan Clark. Get ready for engaging discussions with some of the most influential people in the world who will impart their wisdom, stories, and inspiration on why and how to achieve the level beyond success. Now here's your host, Dan Clark. How are you? Man, week goes by so fast, and I appreciate all of you loyal listeners. We're out across the world. We're growing every week, and I think it's because of the variety of guests that I've had on my show. You know, last week, I had a lot of feedback. A few folks said, I think you got too religious. That was not my intent. We're always middle of the ground. We don't talk Democrat, Republican, Independent. We don't talk religion. We might talk religious freedom. We might talk honoring the flag and standing for the Star-Spangled Banner no matter what. But most of the time, we're just talking about issues that really matter to every single one of us. So for those of you who wrote in and said, ah, you got too religious, maybe I just recoil and say, can you have too much fun? Can you make too much money? Can you talk about too much politics, too much religion? I don't think so. If you just focus in on what really matters most and remove who's right and focus in on what's right. Remember, we always try to remind each other that some things are true, whether you believe them or not. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but nobody's entitled to the wrong facts, which means we should not believe everything that we think. And so today's guests will fulfill that promise of this show that's growing, and I just appreciate all of you. Anybody who wants to phone in today, today will be the, the day to do it because I have two guests. My first guest is not only a educated shrink, not only a psychologist slash psychiatrist slash human counselor, human performance counselor, life coach slash counselor, all of the above by training and by education. But Dr. Paul Jenkins is one of the great human beings on our planet who gets it. And his weekly podcast called Live on Purpose, it's a radio program. He's had me on and I really wanted to reciprocate Guaranteed Dr. Jenkins will be on this show many times in in the future because what Dr. Paul is famous for is helping people begin to create. The, The operative word there is to begin. He helps people begin to create a life they love, and he's a very popular author, speaker, and positive life trainer. And you don't want to go anywhere else because in the second hour, my guest is global marketing expert Colby Colobus. I'm actually broadcasting from Mesa, Arizona, my home. That's where I was born. And I've set up shop here with my microphone system, broadcasting from my hotel here at a golf resort. And you don't want to miss Colby because he's just one of those in-your-face closet philosophers slash internet gurus. 
As the founder of the Meltdown event series, Colby's conference attendees walk away with tactics and strategies to build their personal or business brands. And the reason why I've coupled these two amazing human beings, amazing souls together on the show is because we're going to cut through the clutter, hopefully ask some provocative questions to both of these experts, beginning with Dr. Jenkins, and get to the heart and soul of of why we need to be authentically real, why we need to stop putting things aside and trying to fake each other out, especially ourselves. You know, I love humor. You know, I love to kind of put things into perspective with the tongue in cheek. And I was thinking the other day, have you seen the television ad where they demonstrate how the detergent takes out blood stains? What a hoot. And the way I see it, if you've got a t-shirt on with blood stains all over it, maybe laundry detergent isn't your biggest problem. In other words, let's cut through the symptomatic conversations and appearances and cut through to the answers. Let's cut through to the solutions, and that's what this show is about. So I want to go to a commercial break right now, see if we can pay for this, the, the, the meaning in this madness. And when we come back, hold on to your seat. I'm going to interview for the next, the rest of this hour, Dr. Paul Jenkins. And he is, he's just, he's just amazing. And I don't want to really uh, talk about him anymore. Time is precious. Let's take a commercial break. This is Dan Clark on voiceamerica.com, the influencers channel. Run and get your closest friends and loved ones to tune in live obviously available later on in a in an on-demand podcast format. But right now, why not allow Dr. Paul Jenkins to change your life, give you direction and inspiration for the day? Let's go to commercial break. We'll be back in a moment. stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers i just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable dan clark was the keynote speaker he is clearly the most interesting man in the world he's been into space he reminded us to think bigger he's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books and he inspired all of us to make our lives matter He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number, 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. 
My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. All right, my first guest is Dr. Paul Jenkins. As I said in the preamble to this show, he hosts a weekly podcast called Live on Purpose Radio, where he helps people begin, operative word, begin to create a life they love. Off the air, as uh, Dr. Paul and I were just talking, we could we could replace that word to create a life they choose. So it's not just a life they love. A life they choose and any aspect in our lives that we can choose. Listeners, ask yourself, be honest. Do you believe every aspect of life is a choice? You know, when I talk to parents and I've interviewed them for many, many years and even wrote a book on parenting, the thing that most intrigues me is how parents confuse teaching obedience with controlling behavior. And so often we think that in order for us to have someone obey, we must take away their free will agency. And that's not the case. So right out of the chutes, Dr. Jenkins, I want to make sure you are clear with every one of our listeners about why life is a choice. That the goal is to inspire others to choose to obey, not because it's expected by others, but because it's demanded of ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, my dear friend, my hero, the guru of all gurus, the shrink with a personality, who would have thought Dr. Paul Jenkins <laughs> talk to us and teach us, my friend. Uh, Dan, what an honor to spend some time with you. I always enjoy our interactions. As you led up to this today, the choice element, either it is or it's not. In, in my experience, though, I've found that until you see it as a choice, it's not. Think about that for a minute. I've, as a psychologist, I think a big part of my job is to illuminate the obvious. And this is kind of cool because I get paid to tell people things they already know. <laughs> and show them things they already see. But there's a lot of obvious things that are unnoticed. If you, if you can connect with me on that topic for just a moment, obvious but unnoticed, kind of like, um, like the feeling of your shoes. It's obvious once I mention it, but you didn't even notice it until I said something, or the fact that we're speaking English. Did you notice? Well, it's obvious. 
but unnoticed. And a lot of the processes in our own mind are just like that. They're obvious once they're called to your attention, but unnoticed right up until that time. So, uh, you know, the, the fact that every aspect of your life involves an element of choice becomes obvious once it's called to our attention, uh, but it's, it's not always noticed before that, and so we just kind of roll along with whatever we've been trained, taught, and educated to do uh, without really realizing we have something to do with it. All right, may I, let me just make a comment. So my dad was my hero. You know, I've got some gold records in country music. One of my best songs I ever wrote was about my dad. It was called mm-hmm. Special Man. Used to get a lot of radio play. Special Man, lyrical hook. Any male can be a father, but it takes a special man to be a dad. That was my dad. I had to fly out the night of his memorial service, the night after his funeral was over. I spoke at his funeral. We had the family gatherings as we do in our religious tradition. And I had to fly out of town to speak the next day. And I was literally on the road for five or six days. And I got so busy, I forgot about my dad. I had postponed the, 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 the opportunity to mourn his death and celebrate his life. And when I came home, I immediately, you know, went to see my, my mother and make sure she was okay and give her the hugs and talk and let her cry on my shoulder if necessary. And it was about two weeks later, Paul, where I realized that I had gotten so back into my life, I had forgot about my dad. So I immediately went to my mother's home. I went through her photographs. I found this old sepia tone photograph a little bit of a tear in the corner of my dad when he was a young man and I immediately took it down to a real high-end photoshop had them blow it up I framed it and I stuck it on the wall as you walk down the stairs in my home and you've been to my home as you enter the basement in my family room area I put the portrait that that the, the, the 11 by 17 picture of my dad on that wall why to remind me because I often I way I I too often forgot about what he taught me and all the wisdom he was he was imparking embark imparting I put that up to remind me about my dad I'm only bringing this up Paul because you remind me that and, and this is a rhetorical question how do we how do we position reminders in our lives of what you're talking about, the life is a choice. Like you said, mm. I didn't I didn't even think about my shoes until you mentioned it. So in my mind, if we put things up, photographs, symbols, wore a bracelet, if we put some card in our wallet, hung something up on a refrigerator door, is that stupid? Is that archaic? Or is that what you're talking about? That we need positive reminders throughout our entire existence, every part of our day, to remind us the life is a choice, I'm talking way too much. Talk to us about that. Am I off base or am I, am I catching a little bit about what you're, what you're teaching? Well, I think you're right on, Dan, because we do forget. And it's not just forgetting, though. But when you look at the psychology, uh, there's, there's a process called habituation where we get used to something that's repeated or common to us and we stop noticing it. And this is one thing that our, our brain does for us to keep us from going crazy, because if we had to pay attention to everything, it'd just drive us nuts. 
so it's a natural process that our mind does, but it can kind of work against us sometimes when we, as you pointed out, when we forget about or we stop noticing things that would really serve us well to create and live a life that we love by choice and to realize that we're not here to, to have life push us around. We've got something to do with the outcomes. So, yes, I'm a big fan of reminders and symbols and uh, things that we can fill our life with that call our attention back to the power of choice and agency that every one of us has. And, uh, in fact, one of those obvious things, I've, I've asked a lot of people, uh, both on my show and in my practice, you know, what's the purpose? Uh, the name of my show is Live on Purpose Radio, so we get focused on purpose quite a bit. You know, it comes down to one thing, and I summed it, out, I summed it up in my book um, with a phrase that I, that I call the feeling, capital T, capital F. It, it's happiness, success, joy. Um, significance is a word that you've helped me to become more familiar with. What, uh, what do all these things have in common? And I think it comes down to a common purpose, and that is to experience joy. I think that's our, our divine purpose here on this okay, earth. So- and anything that comes and steals our joy, I think, is, is working against us. Okay, so what's the difference between happiness and joy? I think happiness is one of the words that we that we pick in an attempt to describe the feeling. And that's why I called it the feeling in my book. I stayed very vague because people recognize what it is. What do you want? Well, I want more money. Why do you want more money? Well, so I can have the things uh, that I want, take care of my family. Why do you want to take care of your family? So I'll have people around me who love me and they're not dead? Well, why do you want that? Because I'm going to experience some feeling, and that feeling is what I'm trying to get at here. Most people pick the word happiness to describe it. But I think it goes much deeper than that. I think it has to do with with meaning and purpose and significance and joy uh, that is... is a common goal, I think, for all of humanity. And it's not tied to socioeconomic status or fame or achievement. In fact, sometimes those things will distract us from the true joy that I think we all seek. So maybe that's the operative word is seek. You know, I remember as I was traveling the country and I'd go into small town USA and I'd ask a a teenager who are the most honest people on the planet, you like it here in this small town? Their answer was always no. And I would follow up with why not? And their answer was always because there's nothing to do. Where did we get this convoluted idea that it's our community's responsibility to make our lives meaningful? Where did we get this, this, mm. this convoluted idea that it's our company, it's our organization's responsibility to make our lives matter? And what you're saying mm-hmm. is no, no, no. Don't look for it outside of ourselves. Look for it from for from within. Is that you know? Elaborate on that, Doc. Well, people stumble around trying to find the way to happiness, 
And I think they don't quite get it. The way is happiness. And that mm-hmm. is a choice. And I get this all the time in my office, Dan. I'll have people who are, are searching for or trying to figure out what they need to do in order to be happy. You know, do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? And when it comes right down to it, they can have those things that they're considering, and they're more likely to get them when they choose happiness. We've known forever in the psychological research, we've known forever that there is a correlation between happiness and what, what the researchers called success. And we used to think, well, that means that if we're successful, we'll be happy. I, I think it's the other way around, and there's a lot of research coming out now that supports this theory that when we are happy, we are successful in every way that we can measure that. It can be financially, in terms of relationships, health, prosperity of all kinds, is supported by happiness, which is a choice. Happiness gives an advantage. Uh, Sean Acor nailed this in his book, The Happiness Advantage. He, he pointed this out, that the research is really supporting that we got the cart before the horse before, and, and yet we still persist in that idea that if I have this or if I achieve that, then I will be happy. When the truth is, you can achieve this and, and have that, and you're more likely to achieve it or have it when you are happy. So we got it a little so, backwards. And so the happiness could... part is the choice. I think that is the primary message that I've been trying to to reiterate in, in all of the things that I'm doing, that it is a choice, and until you see it as a choice, it's not. So that's marriage advice. That's every kind of advice you can imagine. Oh, yeah. It all starts with your mindset. See, we have two, well, there's more than two, but there's two primary modes that I introduce as I help people to understand how to operate the equipment of their own mind. And these processes are obvious but unnoticed until they're called to your attention. The first one is evaluation. Evaluation is where we judge and evaluate every aspect of our life. You think about it, you're constantly judging yourself, your situation, your relationships, your finances, your career, you're judging me, which is fine. I'm judging you too. But we just do this as human beings. We, we constantly are evaluating. How do we evaluate? Well, we have to compare to some standard. The word evaluation itself implies comparison with some standard. It, it's a measurement. And so our mind has this ability to to imagine all kinds of standards that we can compare ourselves to. So when we say that we're not doing so well, really, compared to what? Well, compared to doing better. Obviously, we're not doing so well. What if you were to compare yourself to doing worse? Well, now you're doing pretty good. That's funny. I have people all the time uh, complaining about their financial situation. Everyone who comes to my office, without exception, Dan, Every one of them is in the top 10% of the world's wealthy. 
and they think they're not doing well financially, I ask them, how did you get here? Well, they drove a vehicle. How did they remember their appointment? They have a little device that has a screen on it. The bulk of the world's population doesn't even enjoy these kinds of luxuries that we take for granted. So when we say we're not doing well, what the heck are we comparing it to? Yeah, and like I'm we, not telling yeah. people to think differently. That's not my position. I don't have that kind of authority. I'm just hoping that people will see that they're doing it. I want to call it to their attention, and then they're in choice. There's this yeah. concept called metacognition, and that's a, a $10 psychology word, but cognition means thinking. Metacognition is a higher level. It's thinking about thinking. And, and this thinking about thinking creates a space. Metacognition creates a space, and in that space is where choice exists. So being aware of it, you know, that we are evaluating and we are pronouncing a judgment on whatever aspect of our life we're evaluating. And then the second process is creation. This is another thing we ask our mind to do, and we use that same imagination to fuel our creation process. Everything that's created has to be imagined first. And we can always imagine something better. We can always imagine something worse than what we've got. So we move to creation mode. We want to start imagining something better. Not so that we can beat ourselves up so we're, because we're not there yet. That's an evaluation mistake. But to set our sights on something that we can create. Because we all know that regardless of how good your life is right now, it could be better. And it could always be worse, too, but we don't want to focus on that when we're in creation mode. Okay, so but in order for us to do that, don't we have to mind. start by comparing ourselves against someone else? And isn't that negative? I mean, I'm here at a golf resort broadcasting my show, and I'm looking out at the mm-hmm. window realizing that best is only relevant depending on what you compare it against. If, if you and I organize a charity golf tournament on a, on a course – 18-hole course that has a par of 72, and I shoot 125, and everybody else shoots 160, and I win because I suck less than you suck, that's a bad system. So at some point, we've got to understand the deeper ramifications of choosing joy, choosing happiness in a world where perhaps we visualize ourselves on that proverbial deserted island. Are we tall? Are we short? Are we wide? Are we thin? Are we fast? Are we slow? Are we happy? Are we sad? Are we joyful? Are we miserable compared to what says who? Let's go there, Doc. Come on, teach us about being isolated and still finding joy when we have nothing else to compare it against. Well, and first of all, that, 125 on the golf course, that's nothing. I can do that in nine holes. <laughs> that's funny. So you, I always you like are to say, absolutely I right. 70, compared I to what? 70, I always shoot 70. What? Sometimes I have to walk off the, the course on the seventh hole, but I always shoot 70. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, it's, I, I said a moment ago, I'm not here to tell people how to think. That is not my role. I don't have that kind of authority. 
I want to illuminate the obvious. I want people to see that they're doing it. And you can't turn it off. You know, you asked earlier, is that a negative thing to compare yourself to other people? No, it's just a thing that you do. And I don't think you can turn it off. It's a principle of psychology. Principles are natural laws. They're always on. It's, it's kind of like gravity. You never get up in the morning and think, oh, I wonder if gravity's on today. It, it tends to be. Absolutely. And so if you jump from the top of a tall building, what direction are you going? And is that for sure or maybe, sometimes or every time? See, this is how gravity is. Even if you don't believe in gravity and you take a flying leap from the top of that building, you know, gravity doesn't care if you believe in it or not. Um, you, you're going to become a believer on the way down. That's funny. Okay, so, so let's it's shift gears. It's that we're doing it and we can't turn it off. Evaluation is going to happen. You will judge yourself, your life, your circumstances, your spouse, your relationship, your everything. You will. Just notice that you are and then have some awareness of what standard you are using to make that judgment. Because once you become aware of it, you are in a position of choice. Because you can always imagine something better, and because you can always imagine something worse, here you are stuck between better and worse. Always. Mm. That means you can always declare your life to be good. Now that sounds a little crazy to some folks, but the, the title of my book is Pathological Positivity. Yeah, I like that it. That word pathological. In psychology, it means disordered, disconnected from reality, crazy. And that sounds a little crazy to some people, because what if? What if your life includes some kind of horrendous abuse or circumstance that is unthinkable? Hmm. Okay? No, that doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, that sounds cold on the surface, but really the circumstances of your life are just the weather report. That's the context. You are still judging it. One of my, my dear friends who taught me this is Elizabeth Smart. I think you know Elizabeth, Dan. Yeah, I went to high school and with her dad. Yeah. She went through something, for the listeners who aren't aware of what she endured, a quick Google search will clear that up for you, but she endured some of the most horrendous abuse you can imagine, and she discovered something during that time that I think saved her life. And that is that it could always be worse. And as, as soon as she connected with that idea, she felt grateful for where she was. Not where she could be or might be or should be. Where she was. And that gratitude fueled the psychology and the energy that allowed her to eventually create her own escape. Mm-hmm. I, I'm convinced that that saved her life. And it could, it could, that same principle could, could enhance all of our lives. I want to go to commercial yeah. break, but I want everybody to think about what we're talking about in terms of this observation. The good news is that I'm in pretty good health, right, Doc? Which is the slowest possible rate at which one can die. The bad news is that we health nuts are going to feel awfully stupid someday lying in the hospital dying of nothing. 
So at some <laughs> point, I want to know when we come back from commercial break, again, I'm caught up in how do I choose to be content? How do I choose to find joy within myself, to, to love me in my own skin without judging myself against someone else? How can I choose to be positive regardless of what's going on? Remember, and you've always reiterated <clears throat> this this reality to me and everyone with whom you you interact, Doc, and that is that we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. If we're looking out the same window at a lashing rainstorm and one person, you know, complains, what a horrible day, and the rest of us exclaim, it's a wonderful day, the weather did not change. So when we come back, mm-hmm. I want to focus in on stress at the holidays, during the holidays, National statistics are always spiking in the number of suicides during the holidays. I want to address what we can do to deal with stress, to look at it from a positive perspective and in a ne- instead of a negative perspective and any other words of wisdom you want to share with us. Let's go to commercial break. This is Dan Clark, voiceamerica.com, the influencers channel. And my guest is psychologist, guru of all gurus, Dr. Paul Jenkins, Pathological Positivity is the name of his book. And when we come back, we'll also figure out how you can get in touch with them, join his tribe, tune into his radio program, his podcast, and allow Dr. Jenkins to uh, to change you, help you find joy on a daily basis. Let's go to commercial break. We'll be back in a minute. stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. it's easy and best of all it's free start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top once you've created an account and signed in you can create your own custom library opt into our newsletter Search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121. Or just visit danclark.com. Get the latest insights on disruptive technologies and trends that are impacting the digital economy. Listen to the SAP Digitalist Flash Briefings and take your business to the next level. Just add the SAP Digitalist Flash Briefing as a skill to your Amazon Echo, Echo Dot, or Echo View. The SAP Digitalist Flash Briefings are also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, VoiceAmerica.com, Overcast, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Be in the know with the SAP Digitalist Flash Briefings. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. So you're joining us, hopefully rejoining us after this commercial break with uh, psychologist Dr. Paul Jenkins, dear friend of mine, and more than just your in-house shrink, he uh, he illuminates what what life is supposed to be, and broadcasts uh, formulas for finding love. We've been in a discussion about blaming others, blaming circumstances, blaming something outside of ourselves that causes either our our misery or causes you know happiness. And it's like the the, 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 the the report of the lousy team. There were three fans bemoaning the sorry state of their football team. I blame the general manager, said the first fan. If he signed better players, we'd be a great team. I blame the players, said the second fan. If they made more of an effort, we'd score more points. And the third, I blame my parents. If I'd been born in Seattle, I'd be supporting a, a, a better team. <laughs> we're always trying to f- make excuses outside of ourselves. And since we're coming into the holiday season and there's a higher propensity for suicide and for so-called depression and for people giving up and throwing up their hands, what's causing that doc? And then what can we do about it in our own lives to take the positive high road? <laughs> you know, the age old question, Dan, na- nature or nurture? And really, either way, it's your parents' fault. So, <laughs> I, I, I talked to you earlier about this choice element and how it's such an important aspect of happiness because we choose it. And that puts us in position to go accomplish and create and build and innovate. Um, think about... Uh, what we were talking about just before the break in terms of these two processes in our mind, evaluation and creation. When we evaluate our life to be bad, and it's only bad compared to something worse, so notice that, what kind of energy or feelings do we have? See, that's what creates depression. That's what creates this feeling of, oh, I'm not good enough and my life sucks and just hard and from that energy when you're feeling depressed inadequate not good enough failed defeated flawed how likely are you then to go do something productive not so much in fact you are more likely to make a mess it's in this state when people kick the dog and yell at the spouse 
It's, it's making it worse, folks. As opposed to starting from a place of gratitude, I am so richly blessed in this abundant life that I enjoy. And from that energy, how likely are you to go do something productive in creation mode? See, so we set ourselves up for creating our life by first evaluating it and doing so in a way that serves us well. I've always thought that the shortest distance to better is to start from good instead of starting from bad. And we can, we can choose that by our own evaluation. That's okay, a powerful so concept. I, I totally agree. So if we evaluate the holidays to be a warm time of goodwill towards men, family togetherness, uh, you know, stumbling under the mistletoe, then it's going to be a wonderful two or three or four week experience. But if we evaluate it to cause stress because we don't have enough money to buy gifts or something's going fishy, the mm. weather turns cold, teach us about what's causing stress at this time of the year more so than any other time of the year and what do we do about it? Well, I can wrap this into a, a little acronym that will help us to remember it, just a mnemonic. Um, first of all, I think stress at the holidays is particularly high because we get focused on all of the to-dos and the by-whens, and it becomes this pressure that, that creates a threat to the limbic system of our own brain. Our, our brain is designed to protect us from threat by kicking us into the fight-or-flight mode. So I'm, so the acronym that, that I'll give you is BELLS, all right? Holiday bells. Just think of those beautiful bells that come up at the holiday season. Let's please use each letter to, to anchor one aspect. And this, doesn't, this isn't comprehensive uh, because we can't cover all of them, but the, here's a few to start with. So B stands for belief, and it, it ties into what you just said. And what do you believe about the holidays? I believe that the holidays are here to serve people and not the other way around. People aren't here to serve the holidays. So, so get clear about what it's about. Is it about reconnecting with loved ones? Is it about centering on whatever your spiritual or traditional beliefs are? Um, what are the holidays about for you? That's the belief. Then going to E, this is very practical. I picked two words for E, eating and exercising. Eating and exercising. These are two things that get thrown out the window a lot at the holidays. Well, guess what? Your brain is an organ in your body. And not only that, it is the most energy-hogging organ in your whole system. The fuel that we put into it, the way that we maintain and take care of the body is going to affect the efficiency. So with all those holiday treats, practice some moderation. Take care of the fuel that you're putting into this system, and it will take care of you better. And then the exercise routine. The clinical literature shows time and time again, we've done clinical trials that put antidepressant medication 
up against exercise, and exercise always wins. And I'm not saying antidepressant medication doesn't work. It's, it, it serves its purpose. But exercise tends to be more effective in helping people to manage their mood. So the E in bells is for eating and exercising. The first L is live in the moment. Be present. You'll notice that much of the stress around the holidays is about what's coming and how am I going to prepare for that and am I ready for that. And instead of living in the anticipatory or preparation phase all the time, just get clear about being here now. Enjoy who you are with and what you're doing in the moment. There's a lot of research behind this one. Stay present. So so live in the now. The second L is for love. What is this holiday all about anyway? And can we, can we get it down to reconnecting with those that we love? And if we really had that purpose clear in our mind, how would that help us with our stress? People before problems, values before valuables. Focus on the love. And then the S comes down to a word that I've picked is service. Forget about yourself and start looking at who else you can lift or serve or bless through your unique gifts and talents, the resources that you have. Get focused on service. And there was a really interesting study that came out about shopping specifically. They gave a bunch of people some money to go buy things. Half of this group bought for themselves, the other half bought for other people. And it was the other people group that experienced a reduction in their stress. Buying for yourself doesn't have the same effect. So keeping focused on, and you know what, I've also discovered in my, in my clinical experience that stress and anxiety is almost always focused on the self. So when we forget about ourselves and serve others, it makes a huge difference. So we've got belief, eating and exercise, live in the moment, love, and serve. And those will be a, a few helpful things, I think, as we handle the holidays. Well, I never want to disagree with you, especially in public, but I immediately thought when there was two L's, I thought one of the options was liposuction and a tummy tuck. <laughs> so that means I got to get off the couch and exercise. That's good. That's good advice for the holidays. <laughs> yeah, take care of the machine and then the machine will take care of you. I love it. As we wind down our time together, brother, tell us how we can join your tribe, how we can tune into your radio show, and how we can buy your book. It's a magnificent book. And you have the full-size book, but then you have the pocket version, and I thought that, that we needed to talk about that for a moment where you can keep it in your desk drawer, you can keep it in your pocketbook, you can keep it in your purse, your bag, and and, yeah. and it's it will be a constant fingertip away resource for you to remind yourself 
to choose to be positive. I couldn't help but remind myself to remind you to talk about this book that's a reminder that life is a choice and it's handheld in a half book size. Talk to us as we wind yes, down our time. Give us the full sales pitch. in there from Mr. Dan Clark. Who would have thought? But teach us how we can get <laughs> and that thank, and how we join your tribe, brother. You, Dan. That's, that's why I have created these as a reminder and a resource. The best way to connect with all of that is through my website, drpauljenkins.com. Spell it with a D-R, but I think the other way will get you there, too. DrPaulJenkins.com. There's a products page where all the books are. Um, the podcast, you can link right to it there through the website. I would love to, uh, to also invite any of the listeners who would like to get more detailed and regular content. I'm doing a YouTube channel. So it's YouTube.com forward slash TV. Just remember the Live on Purpose, put a TV at the end of it, and you'll find that channel. We're doing five videos of a week on all these topics and just trying to help people understand how to operate the equipment of their own mind. Okay, the hot seat as we, as we go to commercial break, brother. Two questions. Okay. If, you, if, if you had one hour to live, in this case you have you know 60 seconds to still be on air. If you... Uh-huh. I want you to give one bit of advice as a father and one bit of two fathers and one bit of advice to professional men. I'm not excluding the women here, but you know, I'm into the, I'm into the fatherhood parenting, mm-hmm. you know, be a real man kind of mood. And I think there's no finer man on the planet who epitomizes what we need to do to be a real man, a real father, a real dad. You know, any male can be a father, but it takes a special man to be a dad. Okay, hot seat. Mm. Wisdom for the dads listening and wisdom for the professional men listening. That simplifies it for me, Dan, because it's exactly the same advice. And I get some eyebrows lifted when I, when I say this in a professional setting. But here's the advice. Choose love. Choose mm. love. Realize that every interaction we have has to fall on one side or the other. Either it is a loving interaction or it is one characterized by hate. And I choose the word hate because people hate the word hate. But really, if those are our only two choices, which one do we want to choose? And choosing love is what makes a great father Choosing love is what makes a great manager or CEO. And that's kind of the soft side of business, perhaps, but it is absolutely consistent with everything I've read and experienced. That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest has been Dr. Paul Jenkins, a psychologist. He has a Live on Purpose radio show, podcast, weekly, that he hosts talking about how people can create a life they love. And Dr. Paul is a dear friend, a popular author, speaker, and positive life trainer. It's been so awesome to have you on the show, good brother, and I appreciate your friendship, and we'll have you back time and time again. This is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, the Influencers Channel. As we go to commercial break, as I, as I promised in the preamble of my show, my second guest, you do not want to go anywhere. I had Dr. Paul on as my first guest on purpose 
to set the tone for our conversation, when you can choose love, when we know life is a choice, you're going to hear my second guest who on the professional financial side is a global marketing expert, Colby Colobus. He's the founder of the Meltdown event series. Colby's conference attendees walk away with tactics and strategies to build their personal or business brands, but he's also a dear friend of mine, one of the deepest souls you will ever meet. We're in for a treat. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a moment. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been into space. He reminded us to think bigger. He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books. And he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number, 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Influence is often inherited, but more often created from our actions. The Voice America Influencers Channel brings together those who are creating and leading the way and those who will create the road from nowhere in the future. Being an influencer isn't always about being the most important person in the world. It's about being the most influential person in the world around you. A better manager, a better friend, a better marketer, or strategic planner. The Voice America Influencers Channel is about becoming better and earning influence. Be an influencer. Join us today. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. 
If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. I just clipped out. I'm so excited. My next guest, I already introduced him in a small way, Colby Colobus, as I say. And every time I say his last name, Colobus, I'm, I, I, I keep, I, I have to make a, a clear distinction that I'm not saying cannabis. And, Thank you. <laughs> you know, because medicinal marijuana would obviously make this interview go a lot better, but it's okay because I want to remember what the heck we talked about. So I, I love it. Well, that, that's why I, also Dan, I go by Colby K K A Y because I got to, people just have had this hard time saying my name. That's okay. But I just absolutely love it. That's it's 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 Portuguese for stud muffin hunk of burning love. For those of you who are wondering what it means, is my video so, camera on? Can you see me right now? Because that really does explain me in a, in a nutshell. You are so bad. So, ladies and gentlemen, because this is a radio show, may I describe this man? He's about, I don't know, six feet-ish. He's buffed. He takes care of his body, watches what he eats. He's got some of the coolest tattoos, sleeves on both of his arms. He's got the, the groomed goatee. He usually wears a bolo hat. And he is one of the raddest, in-touch, in-tune, authentic dudes I've ever met. And I use that word dude on purpose because I think it's a... Uh, it's 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 a, a key vocabulary word that you use, my friend, to connect with everybody in every uh, in every age group in every generation. So let's get right right to it, brother. Talk to me about Colby. Where did you grow up? Actually, let, let's reverse engineer. Tell tell the listeners what you're doing right now as this internet genius guru so that they get a better feel for the questions I'm going to ask you. <laughs> so, Dan, like, as we get into this, let me first, you know, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on the show. I, I'm always blessed and humbled for the opportunity to, to speak to a new audience. You know, my, my goal is if one listener today can take away one nugget of action or one piece of motivation or, or just one piece from this that they can implement, man, it's been a huge success. So first, let me start there by thanking you for having me on the show. No, you're wonderful. It'll be our blessing. Just listen, listeners, you'll, you'll be blown away in the next 35, 40 minutes. So, so what do you what do, am do I right doing now? Today? To, uh, right right to, now, um, I'm building, uh, to put it into context, Dan and I met just a couple weeks ago in, uh, in, in Salt Lake City, where I'm from had a conversation about uh, really life it connected and I'll let you kind of tell the story from your perspective, but there was clearly a need for building out and translating your message to transcend time from the stage into, into the online market, right? So what you're doing with your show today, what you're doing on social media, and then how do we slice up the systems that you have built and build that into an online curriculum the people can go by and be better speakers and better educators and better learners in that public speaker space, whether it's writing a book, telling a story, or being on stage. Um, what we're doing today over the next couple of days is slicing up the expertise that is you and putting it into a digital format and then figuring out a way to get that out to the masses. Okay, but what makes you an expert in that? And, 
and what's your background that allows me Ooh. to team up with someone like you who is the internet guru across all social media? It's doing it, Dan, doing it. You know, it's one of those things I've learned at a really young age that some of the people I respected the most or mentored with were people who would get their hands dirty. And, you know, I, I started, you know, my first real job was working in a warehouse schlepping freight onto trucks. And I've never been afraid of hard work. So for me, it's, you know, over the years, we can get into my story, you know, holistically, but over, over the years, I've been very blessed to be in numerous industries, right? From the music industry, when I was in Salt Lake City, working with the Olympics, to um, going on tour and booking and managing acts and understanding how contracts work, to, you know, being a, a single father and then leaving and going into corporate America and then being an individual contributor, learning how to kind of push my way through the system through hard work and tenacity and humility to be a top performer than an executive running high-performance sales teams up to leaving, starting a software company, leaving corporate America and putting my family on the line and having to develop and get that message out. And, and in that, you know, showcasing who I am and what I've done is, has been able to kind of transcend across social media. So for me, the short answer of it is, I've done the work. I do the work. It's not theory. What I do and what our team does comes from real life experience in the trenches, not, you know, not theoretical rhetoric or some 90 day course I bought to teach me how to be, you know, an expert in something. And the reality is that in that process, you pick me up at the airport in your nice, awesome black BMW and you, you have on this, you know, thousand dollar black leather jacket (laughs) And you enjoy the finer things in life. And yet our conversation is that you discovered something that enlightened you in a way that you want to share with the world, which deals with our relationships at home, our relationships at work, our relationships in our community, our relationships to God, our relationships to every aspect of life. And that's why I wanted you to talk a little bit about your background because you worked and worked and worked with work ethic and produced and produced and produced and made a pile of money. And suddenly, what did you discover? A couple of things, right? So let's, let's, let's frame this. What it's, you know, I, I come from a very humble background, and that's probably underselling how poor we were growing up. Um, I had two very loving parents who, who gave us what they could. Uh, I grew up in a broke home. My family, they separated or divorced home, a single home, and I bounced around a lot. In that, I was left with my own kind of devices, and at a very young age, started getting in trouble just doing deviant things. And I got tired of people saying, you're going to end up dead or in jail, and I really didn't give them a reason not to believe that. And one day I woke up and said, you know, this is it. Um, I, I'd rather leave an influence and a positive impact. And this was at 17. You know, I'm 42 today. And at 17, I had this awakening about karma. Like, I felt like I had done a bunch of stupid things. I was trying to figure out how to repay that. And started getting into service and speaking to youth and kids that were my age about, you know, I was one decision away from some pretty stupid things. And being able to share that. And then getting, you know, being a single dad. And, and what did that mean, you know, raising a child? And, for me, I got introduced to corporate America really you know, in my 20s, and I had something that I hadn't seen before, which was money. You know, my, my parents didn't have, so we didn't own anything. And I saw these people with their sports cars, you know, making $100,000 a year, and that became my first milestone is, you know, what do the top performers do, what they do, how do they do it, where do they do it, and how can I align to kind of replicate success? 
And I worked really, really hard at doing that because at that age, monetary success is kind of how you, it's how you measure you know, success. Did that, and then I decided, you know, I looked around and said, instead of being the player or the coach, I'd like to be the owner, and I wanted to be an executive um, at a technology company here, and I worked close with the executives to go do that. If you fast forward that narrative 15 years, Dan, uh, you know, here we are. I, I built a, a beautiful home. I was, you know, making really good money. Uh, how do I want, married, you know, remarried the woman of my dreams, had three other children, and kind of, we were doing what we wanted to do, and life was very good. Well, as being somebody who's always looking to solve problems, I took 15 years worth of skill sets to essentially, I just found this group of customers that continually had a problem. I built a software program to solve this problem and spent six months exiting. So think about it. It took 15 years to get to this level of financial aptitude and success. And within six months, I, I had a calculated leave of where I was. And my wife and family supported me exiting to go chase this new company venture that I was starting from an entrepreneur perspective. And we get down that route, and I use the same work ethic to go start this company, learned how to code like watching YouTube videos, hired some coders full-time, solved the problem, built a business, raised $10 million in capital, and left corporate America. And that's where this, this is where the story really starts to take shape, Dan, is the, as I was going through this process, I got sued and lost everything. So the funding went away. And, you know, what I found out the hard way is there is no off the clock as an executive. Although I hadn't built a competing product that wasn't in the same niche, um, there was a little bit of heartburn there with me leaving. I ran a, a $500 million business within my unit. So me walking away from that was a, it was a big deal. And I, I lost everything. When you get sued and you're raising money, you don't get the money, right? And I was li literally, you know, my bank account was to zero. We were moving in the office that Sunday. And, you know, I remember it as clear as day. The garage door opens. It was my daughter's uh, 15th birthday. And we were all piling into the car. And as the garage door opened, a man comes into the garage with a hat on and sunglasses and a clipboard. And it was a scene out of a movie I'd seen a few times. And I'm thinking immediately in that step, Am I going to have to pull out a weapon of some sort? I'm looking around, like, what do I grab? And, like, my whole family's in the car. And a guy served me papers, and I opened it up, and it said, you know, you're going through litigation. And my entire world stopped at that moment. So in that process of 15 years of building this legacy uh, as to what I thought and the stability for my family, within 90 days, we lost everything. Uh, I lost the house. Uh, we, you know, we pretended like it was this, <laughs> this moment of, you know, we we're going to make money selling our house and we we're doing it to consolidate. And in this process, Dan, I did, this goes into how my social media following started. I picked up my, my phone. It was me alone sitting in my kitchen. The lights were dark. There were boxes behind me. My family was gone. And I turned on a, a Facebook video and I said, listen, because entrepreneurship seems to be the buzzword right now of like, what's cool. And this was two years, almost three years ago, and I, I, I turned the light on and turned the video on and said, listen, this is what it looks like to be an entrepreneur. There's nothing here. Like, I lost my home. I, I mean, I went all in. There was no plan B. I don't know if I'm going to have a wife through this process. My family's gone. They're at my in-law's house, and I've let my family down. This is the, family, the house that my kids grew up in, and I'm ripping them up out of everything they know because I wasn't able to execute it, you know, when it came down to it. And... I got to rebuild. So I'm going to share that journey with you on social media and tell you the honest truth as to what it takes to go build a business and find success when you put it all on the line. And for two years, Dan, to get to your question, I'm going to try to frame it is I worked really, really hard. I just put my head down creating two different companies that on paper financially were, uh, were doing well. 
I just couldn't get, dig out of the debt that we had created over the last, you know, over the, the six months it took to, to get in debt in that two years. And I came home and my wife said, I'm done, I'm leaving. I said, what do you mean you're leaving? And she said, you know, I've been asking you, I remember the conversation she was referring to where she said, listen, I've been asking you for emotional attachment, not the financial attachment, although that's causing us major distress. I'm looking for this emotional attachment that I'm not getting. And I don't, I just don't think you're capable of it because you're telling me you're not capable of it. And I'm leaving two days previous, Dan, I was standing over my bed. I've got like a Viking bed. It's really tall with this big intricate wood headboard and these big rivets. It's something out of like game of Thrones. I'm leaning over the bed. I'm, I'm on my phone and I didn't even pay my wife enough respect to get off my phone as I'm texting or emailing or doing something. And my wife looks across at me and said, I need these emotional things from you. And I remember looking at her Dan as clear as day. And I said, no, not until we get the finances straight. Two days later is when she hit me, you know, hit me essentially right in the face. And, um, my life forever about four and a half months ago changed. And in that moment, I looked at her, she looked at me and emotions were higher than they've ever been. I said some things that I, I will, I will regret the passion just poured out of me. And I thought, you can't leave me. What do you mean you're leaving? I spent the last two years of my life, just busting every ounce of my body to, to, to remake all the stuff that I lost trying to help us sustain as a quote unquote entrepreneur. And in that moment I had to make a decision. Is this going to be like, we were separating and um, she went one way. I went the other way. Things got extremely emotional. My son came down in the heat of the argument. I just remember looking at my son as he, as I was in this, you know, enthralled in this moment with my wife and thought like, this is not who I am. Like what has happened? I just put my head down and I've done what everybody's told me. Just work harder, grind, hustle, work, 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 work. And what I realized in that moment was, the thing that was most important to me was I wasn't getting the results. And so we, we separated and through this journey of really understanding kind of self discovery, brother, it was one big thing that was missing outside of my work ethic was purpose. I thought I was working and living and, and engaging in purpose, but I wasn't, you know, the, the purpose of why I'm here and what I'm doing was now centered on getting my health in order and my relationships in order. And the money wasn't the most important thing. So for me, it's, it's really been about restructuring how I show up, where I show up, and who I show up every single day to be intentional with purpose. Okay, so what is purpose? Well, I, I break purpose down into a, a couple different things, man. It's, it's really about impact, significance, and legacy, right? And for me, it starts with, with self. It's, you know, I used when I looked at where I had been based on just working as hard as I had for all these years, um, I had a, a good one-on-one with a friend of mine I was staying with as I was going through kind of this rebuild process. And he said, what do you want? And I said, I, I don't know what I want. You know, instead of giving some superficial answer, I, I really just didn't know. I said, I, I don't know, which is a very honest answer. And it's hard to get to that. And, you know, I ask your listeners, wherever you are right now, whatever you're doing, what is it that you want? Not that I want to be in shape. Not that I want a bunch of money. I mean, really, what do you want? That's a hard question for most people to ask, although it seems really simple on the outside. And when I peeled it back, then the answer to that was, I don't want to be angry. And when I look at it, it's, what was I angry at? Well, I was angry at my weight. I was angry at my health. Um, I got diagnosed with Lyme disease uh, a year ago, but I didn't know it. So I lived with it for about eight months. 
and the, the byproduct of that, dude, is like really, really, the only way I can explain it is really bad arthritis. Like my joints hurt all, I was in pain all the time. So I used that as an excuse to stop eating while well working out. And then my relationships. I was angry that I didn't have the right relationships that I wanted, that I had before with my wife and kids. And then I was angry at my bank account. I was nowhere near being able to dig out this debt that I was in, and I refused to, to claim bankruptcy. I was trying to get my way through it. Dan, all of those things are things I can change. I can change my health, which I've been doing. Like, I, I'm now like, we're coming up in like five months, right? Every day at five o'clock, five days a week, I'm up at the gym. I've changed my diet completely. My Lyme is down now 65%, almost 70%. I feel stronger than ever at 42. I'm meditating. I'm hydrating. I'm eating right. I'm very conscious about the decisions I make there. Then it was my relationships. What am I doing in my relationships? What are most important? Well, you know, some of the best memories of my entire life as I was going through the thought process of what's next in my relationship and, and with my wife and kids was I have a couple of you know, memories of my, my childhood, but most of my memories have come with my wife and kids. Some of the best memories I can ever remember. And I remember laying on the floor just bawling, thinking about, like, what am I going to do next? And those memories just kept flooding me. You know, as I was praying on the floor, these memories just came flushing over me. Well, those relationships are important, so I need to prioritize those. What does my wife need help with? What are the things that are important to her? And, like, let's work through this. And consciously showing up every day. I have... Um, every Monday I'm with one kid every Tuesday I'm with an, uh, on Monday I do soccer with my daughter on Tuesday I do skateboarding with my son on Wednesday I do soccer with my son Thursday I do date night it's a non-negotiable Friday is family Saturdays um, we catch up and have soccer games Sunday's extended family at grandma and grandpa's house as we do barbecue in this process I show up every single day with the intention Right? So when I pull all of these things together the one thing that was missing for me was that purpose it's showing up to make an impact it's showing up with significance and it's showing up to leave a legacy for the people that mean the most to me, which are my wife and kids and those I, I interact with like you, men. Holy cow. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest is Colby K. Easier than saying cannabis and throwing you to Denver, Colorado for, <laughs> for free marijuana. Colby K., one of my heroes, one of my shortest best friend not shortest that sounds like i'm talking about your height i'm not that tall (laughs) one of one of my one of my best friends in the shortest amount of time you can imagine we got to go to commercial break but i want to plant the seed let it percolate let it incubate for a moment with you listeners before we come back you think about what purpose means to you but the question i'm sure you're asking is colby has become this this superhero where he has been able to orchestrate meaningful relationships based on time management. And maybe some of you are asking yourself, well, yeah, but I don't have that time option in my life right now. What can I do about it? You think about the answer to that, Cole, because you are the gifted wisdom. And we'll go to commercial break. Dan Clark, voiceamerica.com. This is the Influencers Channel. Come back in a moment with Colby K. stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog press pass if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host 
It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been into space. He reminded us to think bigger. He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books. And he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number. 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com Become a member of voiceamerica.com It's easy and best of all, it's free Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top Once you've created an account and signed in you can create your own custom library opt into our newsletter search by show, host, guest or topic of interest or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Bring compelling points of view into your daily conversations. The SAP Digitalist Flash Briefings can be heard every weekday. Add the SAP Digitalist Flash Briefing as a skill to your Amazon Echo, Echo Dot, and Echo Show. If you don't have Alexa, listen on your favorite podcast sites like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, VoiceAmerica.com, Overcast, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The SAP Digitalist Flash Briefings are published every weekday to keep you up to speed on today's business trends. Just search SAP Digitalist. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We don't follow. We lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to the art of significance. Here again is Dan Clark. I'm here with my guest, Colby Kay. A, a very, very quick friendship formed based on authenticity and connecting. You know how that is when you meet somebody in your life, and and it's just more than serendipitous as far as how we can serve one another. Our conversation this entire show has been on choosing love, choosing happiness, choosing joy, choosing to make your life what you need it to be involving yourself in your destiny. Colby is an expert because he's come from both sides of the track, grew up in poverty, became very successful, very wealthy. He's had the pros and cons of raising a family, of trying to be that amazing spouse that we've all gone through. And let's just focus our last uh, our last half of the interview, brother, on on steps that we can do to take ourselves to the next level. And because life is multifaceted, let's just break it down 
into the various uh, areas or aspects of our lives. What's, what's something we could do to enhance our ability to upscale, to upgrade our ability to make money legally fast? <laughs> I think there's two great questions that you're asking. Let's, um, let, let's unpack them both, right? The first one is, is really around what I will say is intention. It's living with intention. And I know that that word kind of probably means a couple things to a few different people. But right now, as you're listening, if you're listening to this live, or you're listening to this on the rebroadcast there, if you are simply overwhelmed with the day to day, like you're working 50, 60 hours a week, or you're working at a desk job that you're literally just watching the clock go by and you're messing around on Facebook, or maybe you're listening to the show, you're just passing the time. If you are you know, worried about the holiday because you know, cast is tight, if you are you know, 20, 30 pounds overweight and you're unhappy with where it is, and you're like, you know, this new year is going to be my year. If your relationships could be better and you know that, and you've just kind of been going through the motions and surviving, right, which is about 90% of most people, you know, you're in crisis mode. Your body, you know, emotionally, physically, and spiritually is in crisis mode. You're not alone, right? That's most people. It's understanding how to unpack that and live with intention. And I can tell you this after spending, you know, as many years as I have. And Dan, I would love your input on this. You know, when you look at the artist significance banner, you've got Phelps, you've got Jordan, you've got Larry King. High performers that we know live 100% of their life intentionally, meaning their morning schedule and how they wake up, whether it's hitting the gym or hydration or meditation, they've got to practice. They don't just send emails and text messages and phone calls without an intention. They don't take meetings without intention. They show up to work with intention. So understanding what that means and also understanding that what the skill sets you have now are not going to be the skill sets that get you where you'd like to be. So if you live with understanding what intention means and then understanding that you need to continually be in a state of education is base. Like that's base. You're not alone. That's, that's most of us, right? The when you get that baseline, it transitions into something we talked about off air is you know, the divorce rates are over 50%. One of the leading causes of that is cash flow, like money, money issues. I'm working, but I'm not seeing the results. Well, the average median income is $65,000 in the United States. After taxes, you know, you're coming home with about 30 grand. It's less than $100 a day. You're living on about $43 a day of, of non-disposable income. That's before you pay your bills. The struggle is real. Right. And I understand that. I mean, I, there's so many times I've lived in a poverty level that I can't tell you. I mean, I know what it's like to sleep on the floor and eat, you know, eat ramen or feed my kid or choose between diapers and, and formula. And I had the blessing years ago to build a program out. Um, I'll, sh- I'll share with you guys the secret of it now. It's, it's, it's essentially called arbitrage. And how can you make just a little bit of cash to get some relief, especially during the holidays? Go to Amazon. You go, if you've heard of Amazon and eBay, go download those apps to your phone. And essentially, you can go to any discount retailer, TJ Maxx, a uh, Marshalls, Kohl's, even the Walmart, your Target discount you know, items. You can go there and you can open up, the, open up the app. There's a little camera icon on the top right-hand side. You click that icon, turn your package around, and scan the barcode. My friends, this is where the magic happens. If it's on sale and it costs you $2 and you see somebody that's selling it and they're selling for $15 to $20, there's immediately you're going to have some opportunity to make cash, right? This happens at yard sales. It happens at garage sales. If you don't have money, you can do that with things that are in your garage. You can go to the Facebook marketplace. 
People will pay for things you have. It's a matter of finding them. So whether it's your garage, your neighbor's garage, your in-law's garage, or going to a discount retailer, you can spend $100 and easily, on a live video, we made almost $4,000 in 24 hours doing this, doing that specific routine. And it'll allow you, you know, some, a little bit of breathing room to, you know, add that extra little bit of money to the check, pay down some bills and get that extra bit of gas or, you know, buy one or two more gifts for your kids. Okay, so <clears throat> let's, let's address this issue. If somebody has a lot of money, they're very wealthy, but their body's out of shape, they have no wellness, they have no physical fitness, uh, and they're spiritual, they're still not all they can possibly be. If someone is ultra-spiritual... Ultra and they have no cash, they're always struggling to pay their bills, and they're in really good physical fitness, fitness shape, they're still not the, the best they can possibly be. And if someone is physically fit and broke and not spiritual, my whole point is that you, Colby, have figured out a way to up your game at all levels. Every single guru, the Tony Robbins, the Zig Ziglar's, the folks in my life have all produced and and disseminated what they call the balance wheel but all of them have six mm-hmm. areas of life identified and they've titled them nouns nouns equate to absolutely no action they must be converted from nouns into action verbs so the classic six areas of life are physical mental spiritual emotional social and financial i actually i mean uh uh, social, financial, and family. So you have six yep. goals. I changed my balance wheel into nine categories, nine areas of life, into action verbs, not physical, but physical fitness, not mental, but continuous education, not spiritual, but continual, I, I mean, deeper spirituality. And the list goes on and on. And I've added to that charitable giving and fun, recreation, just flat out, balls to the wall, wall fun. And you, Colby, have figured this out. Let's go to that time management issue where you tied in that powerful word intention, which means so much different. It means so much more than just the word that it is, intention. What the heck? Why are you doing this? Why, why, why? What's your purpose? What's your intention? I want you to focus in, my friend, as a, as a guru, as one who doesn't just practice what you preach. You preach only what you practice about balancing your life. I think that there's a couple things, right? When you look at intention, Dan, that's a great setup, right? Intention boils down to meaning. And you know, let, let's keep in mind a couple things. Scientifically proven, up until the age 25, you're impressionable on your, beha- your, your habits and your behaviors. Up until the age 25, those are very easily crafted, moved, and manipulated. That's where we start to gain the habits we carry on into adulthood. From 25 on, my man, it's a very different story, right? So here I am, 42. At 42, if I want to change my habits of the way that I've essentially hardwired myself, it's very difficult, right? One of three things has to happen after the age 25 to change behavior, and that's based on these three things. The first one is essentially health. You have to have a major health issue, heart attack, car accident, something that has that hits you with health. The second one would be relationships. You go through a divorce or kind of that midlife crisis of, of aloneness, right? That third piece is money, right? Losing your money. When you put all three of those things together, I had the opportunity of experiencing all three of those things at the same damn time twice in the last two years. 
the byproduct of that is the word pain. And one of my favorite quotes is, it, it ties directly into pain, but until the pain of the current situation outweighs the fear of change, nothing will happen. Right? So if I say that again and I break that down, until you experience pain and that pain is greater than the position you are in today, you will not change behavior. So having you know, two made, three major things happen to me, all three other things happening to me in two years, major things start to happen. You're thinking of depression. You're thinking of suicide. You're thinking of all the horrible things that could happen. And then you look at it and you're like, I'm here for something bigger. Is it that purpose? It's about living with meaning, right? So when you take those things, Dan, and if I, I put those into categories, very similar to yours, I only have three, is I, I put them into three buckets, and this goes back to being a complete, having the complete package. So if I have good health, but I have no money, what does that mean? If I have a lot of money, but I'm not spiritually connected, what does that mean? I start with, I call them their keys, and I measure my day based on these keys. The first one is self. It's okay to be selfish. We have gone into this connotation that selfishness is bad, Selfishness is good because if you don't start at the core with your health, wellness, and education, nothing else matters. You can't build good relationships with other, others if you don't have one with yourself, right? So I start with self. And the health piece, whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual, is spending time there, right? Understanding what diet I need to be on, whether it's low-carb, high-carb, ketogenic, whatever. Putting myself into a caloric deficit to where I'm not putting a bunch of garbage into my system and instituting a regular workout program. If you don't work out today, don't set some goal of going six times a week, how about walk around the block twice, right? Set achievable things that make health in yourself a very important aspect as to who you are. And then education falls into that bucket, Dan. I spend two hours every single day consuming data that helps me acquire skill sets that I don't have, that I'm looking to, to, to acquire. And I break all of mine up into 90 days. But that could be podcasts, that could be radio shows like this, that can be videos, that can be reading. The next key is called purpose. Right, the purpose of why I exist and what it is I'm doing, that's that impact, significance, and legacy, but that also falls under my relationships. Am I showing the ones around me that I love them? Am I proactively communicating, not just that how I love my wife or why I love my, li- my wife, but the bigger picture into our relationship? Am I, telling, am I showing up with my kids and, and being the father I need to be? Am I showing up with my coworkers and the people I work with? And am I, am I showing up with purpose in those areas? And then the last one is progress, right? So from a, a progress perspective, am I hitting my financial relationship goals, right? So that's where the, the measurable around money really starts to come in. And at the end of the day, when I go to bed, dude, it's, I, I look at self, purpose, and progress. And that's self. Did I, did I at least get to the gym? Did I, did I eat right? Did I hydrate? You know, not all of those things, but one of those things. Did I educate? I checked that off the list. The next one is when I go to purpose, did I make an impact to those that mean the most to me today? Did I, did I go out of my way to make sure I sent that text of gratitude to somebody in my circle that may have made a difference? And I call my friend Dan and say, brother, I am so stoked that you and I have this kindred spirit to go out and change the world. And for, for no other reason than to share the gratitude and then in progress that I hit those goals that get me closer to making the money that I need to in my business. Then I make that call that I you know, do that webinar that I, the, the, the product get released or the email campaign get done. When you start to look at it like that, um, things start to, to mean a lot different. And then it, you're, you're starting to really go around the purpose. Me falls the middle of that circle is meaning you know, am I living every day with intention and, and living with meaning? And when you start to categorize how you show up, where you show up, and why you show up, you can get those measurable results. And for me, if you can't quantify it and measure it, it doesn't exist, right? 
I totally agree. And the more I hear you talk and philosophize, brother, the more I realize that, yeah, you were right, that intention means something different to each of us, and there's different levels of intention. Maybe I could make a suggestion to our listeners based on what I know about you and the relationship that you and I have already forged. My quote is, wealth flows through you, not to you. And because my sponsor in the National Speakers Association back in 1982 was Zig Ziglar, I always tag his famous line onto my quote, wealth flows through you, not to you, which means you can get anything in this life that you want if you're just willing to help enough other people get what they want. And that's basically what you're teaching the world, Cole. Yes. So I want to go to commercial break. I remember the first time I heard Zig taking a road trip across country with cassettes. And I don't remember how I found them, but man, that was life changing. That was 20 years ago. Yep. And then that brings up another point. There are certain timeless truths, specific timeless truths that apply to all of us, millennials, Gen Xers, baby boomers, whatever else they're, they're, they're starting to label. And that's how I want to come back after commercial break to really talk to you, Colby, as an expert who seems to understand the art of communicating to every single generation because you're so authentic, you're so... You're so transparent, and we'll start right with your speech to a youth leadership conference that Mm. still intrigues me because that's where my roots are. To go to break, though, I want to just refresh our memory about what, what Colby's wisdom represents to all of us. Of all the gentlemen that I've met in this world, of all the women and men that I've met in this world, Colby K. seems to have figured out how to do whatever he needs to do and whatever he needs to communicate about it to make things work out. In other words, when you talk to Colby, I know listeners, as you've listened to Colby, I'm sure you've understood that what I understand from his philosophy of life is that everything's going to be okay in the end. And if it's not okay right now, then it's not the end. To go to commercial break, I want you to think about this story. Young Johnny moved to Texas and bought a donkey from a farmer for $100. The farmer agreed to deliver the donkey the next day. The next day, he drove up and said, sorry, son, but I have some bad news. The donkey died. Johnny replied, well, then just give me my money back. The farmer said, I can't do that. I spent it already. Johnny said, okay, then just bring me the dead donkey. The farmer asked, what are you going to do with the dead donkey? Johnny said, I'm going to raffle him off. The farmer said, you can't raffle off a dead donkey. Johnny said, sure, I can. Watch me. I just won't tell anybody he's dead. A month later, the farmer met up with Johnny and asked, what happened with that dead donkey? Johnny proudly explained, I raffled him off by selling 500 tickets at $2 a piece and made a profit of $998. The farmer said, didn't anyone complain? Johnny smirked, just the guy who won. So I gave him his $2 back. (laughs) Let's go to commercial break. This is Dan Clark, Influencers Channel. Voice, sorry, Influencers Program at voiceamerica.com. We'll be back in a moment to conclude our two-hour show with the amazing Colby K. 
talking about the art of communicating with all generations based on transparency, authenticity, and total timeless truth. We'll be back in a minute. stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. it's easy and best of all it's free start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top once you've created an account and signed in you can create your own custom library opt into our newsletter Search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121. Or just visit danclark.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop Dan a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Yeah, my guest is Colby Kay. He's a resident of Arizona, where our show originates, out of voiceamerica.com. And he's just one of the great human beings on our planet. As we wind down our time together, brother, we have about seven minutes. And I want you to consolidate as if this was your last lecture and teach us the art of communicating to all generations across all generational ages and interests. And I want you to start by explaining an experience that you and I have, have reminisced about, have taught, talked about 
when you had an opportunity to speak and address a keynote address to a student leadership conference. Was it down in, in, in California? No, it was here in Phoenix. It was the, the West Coast Gathering of DECA. Oh, I love it. And DECA is Distributive Education Clubs of America. So these are marketing students who have a work release program in the day to go work in retail and other aspects of their lives. And they gather together at a national, regional, and state level. I've had the privilege of speaking at their national DECA convention seven times over the years. Colby, I relate. Talk to us about your magical moments. So to answer the first question, Dan, about being able to deliver a message that relates across multiple genres and and multiple age groups and categories is I would break that down into a couple things. I think one is uh, being transparent, uh, coming from a place of uh, of authenticity and, and being honest. That's really hard and we've lost that. You know, we're almost raised now to be liars and to be manipulators and it's everywhere. So being honest, I think is refreshing. When you, I think being relatable is something you have or you don't. I don't know that you can work on being relatable, but, but being able to be relatable, whether that's through story, experience, and then again, honesty, right? That would be the simplest, the, the simplest answer to that. And, you know, as I, it, this last year has been really one of self-reflection and all the things that have happened and all the powerful, powerful energies that have been around me from business and my personal life to self-reflection to kind of rebuilding my physical, spiritual self. I got asked to speak at the Decca conference and I forgot about it. And I got a call. I, I, they booked me six months you know, previously and I, I, I calendar everything. I totally forgotten about it. And I get a call. Serbia needs a presentation. Can you send it over? This is on a Tuesday. The event's on a Thursday. And I said, you know what? I, absolutely. I get it to you by end of the day. I apologize. I, yeah, I'll get it right over. And I sat down, I don't use slides only for reference because, you know, as you and I know, we could talk for 10 hours. It keeps me on cue. And I thought specifically of the milestones in my life that made the biggest difference, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of them. And I wrote them down just in a notebook. And I looked at them and I I thought, if you were not with me at any one of these given times, there's no way you'd ever believe me if I wrote a memoir. Like You just wouldn't believe these experiences. The clear piece that stood out to me was the journey that I had been on. It's each one of these milestones up and down and up and down was there was no A to B for success or quote unquote success. There was no A to Z path that I would ever, if you would ask me at my 15 year old self where I'd be in my forties, I would never in a million years tell you I'd be where I am outside of maybe happy and married. And when I looked at that, it, it became the acronym journey. Just the start being J meaning this is just the beginning. So I, I write this all out and I go on the stage and I, I start the presentation. The, the theme of the presentation is journey. Each one of the letters being an acronym for something bigger. I walk out, I grab a flag from Arizona off the wall. I have a handful of t-shirts that say, remember why you started. And I'm playing a rapper by the name of logic. And I have the kids up on their feet. I'm throwing t-shirts out. There's 2000 kids. I bring them to the front of the stage. We are rapping together. I've got the mic. I'm singing music. I listen to, we're going back and forth in this kind of run DMC motion of I'm saying one thing, they're saying a response. And then I asked them something very powerful to start the presentation. And I said, I'm going to use some words. We're going to play word association. And I want you to let me know if you've been called these things or they've been put in your direction. Loser, worthless. You're never going to make it. That's a horrible idea. You're an idiot. The entire crowd that had just sat down from this almost concert stood up because every one of them felt like they were an outcast. 
the thing that I've learned through all of this is we are not alone. We're not an island, although we think our experience is, you know, kind of to us that you, you don't know what the pain feels like. You don't know what loss feels like. You don't know what suicidal thoughts feel like. I'm alone out here by myself, and it's so bad. There are hundreds of thousands of people that are experiencing the same thing. It's about telling that story and being honest about where you are that allows you to help others. So I just went through journey and told the story of Jay being just the start. This is just the beginning of your journey. There is no A to B. There are going to be obstacles being the O, the you being understanding. You need to have an understanding that these things are going to happen. It's how you prepare yourself for R, the road that you're going down. And it's not going to be straight line. It's going to be very zigzag. You're going to have tons of, of things in your way. The end being now. I don't mean now within this very second. I mean now in the face of adversity. Every major change and milestone in my life was a beginning and a starting point. And I had to realize that when the chips were stacked against me, that was the point. That was the now. And then E, energy. Leveraging that energy for momentum to continue moving when we want to quit. And then Y, you. Each one of us are blessed with a unique set of skill sets that make us different from all the others. And, you know, the chance of our mother and father meeting are one in 200,000 or one in 20,000. The chances of them actually getting together and having a baby is one in 400 quadrillion. That's meaning your mother produces X amount of eggs. Your father produces Y amount of sperm. Those getting together to form you. The chances of you sitting here right now and chance are not chance. So when you look at all of that and realize that, you know, this whole thing is, there is no right or wrong, wrong answer. There are no bad or good decisions. We're a net sum of that experience and focus on that journey and what that journey means to you. And uh, it was, it was really super powerful, man. It was one of the most powerful, powerful speaking moments of my life. Okay. So I want to conclude. We have a couple minutes. I want to conclude by shifting gears, brother. Off air, we were talking about that the differences we make in our own lives and getting our act together living with intention, finding our purpose, choosing joy. They're generational, bro. Think about the impact that Absolutely. we have on our children when we, sh- when we show them, when we exemplify our philosophy of life and our intention to live on purpose. So think for a moment of the impact that you had on 2,000 kids and what happened when they left the ballroom and allowed them to remember, allowed themselves to relish in what they had just experienced. You have made a huge difference, brother. And that's how we change the world. One story, one speech, one one podcast, one radio program at a time. So as I usually do with my guests, let me put you on the hot seat, brother. One personal bit of advice for those of us men listening who 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 idolize what you've been able to do in your life, and then one professional bit of wisdom as we close out. Mm, like the mighty doctor before you, I'm going to answer this because I think the two are very closely related. I would say first, forgive yourself. Right now you're holding on to something super heavy. I mean, I would challenge yourself to write that down, whether it's the, you know, the a, a mistake you want nobody to know, whether it's something that happened to you years ago. But write that down, look at it. And, and tear that up. I mean, it's one of those things that you have to forgive yourself for things that have happened. Somewhere you're in, in your control, somewhere not. And then honesty. Okay. You know, one of the things okay. I've learned is honesty. Be honest. That's perfect. I was going to say, okay, in 30 seconds, what's the last one? And you cut right to the chase. Yeah, I can tell you've done this before. <laughs> wow. Forgiveness and honesty. <clears throat> this is Dan Clark. You can join my tribe at danclark.com, my website. 
Look for Colby K on the internet. He is all over the place. How do we get in touch with you and join your tribe, brother, as we as we sign off today? Love it. Just go to Facebook or Instagram. It's I M, like the letters I'm Colby K O L B Y. Last name K K A Y. I'm Colby K at Facebook and Instagram. That's the best place to find me. And I guarantee you, listeners, you will have a ongoing source of of a wake-up call, of a reality check that basically will encourage you to live with authenticity and be everything you were born to be. Why? People are watching. People are listening. May we choose love during this holiday season. Thanks, Colby. Thanks to my guest, Dr. Jenkins. Stay tuned next week for more guests and great conversation. This is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, Influencers Channel. God bless America. Remember our troops in your prayers. And until we meet again, have a great week. Thanks for being part of the show. Be sure to join Dan Clark next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time for another edition of The Art of Significance on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Remember, you too can achieve the level beyond success.